0: Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. To subscribe to the podcast, visit StreetLevelRadio.com and click on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Street Level Radio.
1: We know that spiritually our bodies belong to God when we become Christians. And that's because Jesus Christ bought us by paying the price to release us from sin. Physically, however, our bodies belong to our spouses if we're married, because God designed marriage so that through the union of a husband and wife, the two would become one. Now, both marriage and singleness are indeed gifts from God. One's not better than the other, and both are valuable to accomplish God's purpose. It is important, therefore, to accept one's Present situation, whatever that may be. So when Paul said he wished more could get along without marrying, he was expressing his desire that more people would be devoted uh, as he was, devoted completely to the ministry without the added concerns of spouse and family. He was not criticizing marriage. It's just that God created one providing companionship and populating the earth and for a loving relationship but that is not necessary in order to be right with God. Now, where we left off last time, 1 Corinthians 7, and we're going to pick it up in verse 6, Paul had been talking about the dynamics of the sexual union in a marital relationship, saying that we belong to each other, and uh, the, each other's bodies belong to uh, the spouse, and not to withhold sex from each other, any, any kind of a, a weapon or, or anything like that. And we're picking up in the middle of that subject matter he says in verse six but this i say by way of concession not by commandment again i'm going to go back to three because it says let the husband give his wife the affection owed her and likewise also the wife her husband the wife doesn't have authority over her own body but the husband does likewise also the husband doesn't have authority over his own body but the wife does don't deprive one another unless it is by consent for a season that you might give yourself to fasting and prayer And may be together again so that Satan doesn't tempt you because of your lack of control. And then again, our verse this morning, But this I say by way of concession, not of commandment. So, as we go through this passage, we need to note something. And that is Paul saying here in this verse, as well as in the next few chapters, Paul is going to say occasionally that uh, some of what he's saying is his own opinion. Now, he's uh, incredibly careful to do that, and we don't really find this anywhere else in his writings, but he's stating here that what he's saying about sexual union its not a commandment. Therefore, we're left to receive or reject this counsel and accept it as godly and wise wisdom or refusing it. Now, personally, my opinion is absolutely I'm going to receive what Paul says. But then I've been married for 40 years, and so I'm coming from that kind of a view and perspective. Jesus didn't teach this issue specifically. Therefore, it is apparently not a critical aspect within the corporate faith. Now, we will seek, as we move through this area of Scripture, to ascertain which is which, which is commandment or counsel, uh, which is an edict, and which is just good advice, And we'll try to use the best of our ability using proper biblical interpretive practices to know uh, which is the righteous lean. Now, in this previous passage, the flexible issue is whether one gets married or not. It's not whether one can abstain from sex within marriage. So you need to understand that. If you want to do that, well, don't get married in the first place. So we need to clarify that. Verse 7 going on says, Yet I wish that all men were like me. However, each man has his own gift from God, one of this kind and another of that kind. But I say to the unmarried and to the widows, it is good for them if they remain even as I am. But if they don't have self-control, let them marry, for it's better to marry than to burn with passion. So Paul, again, is elaborating further on this issue of abstaining from marriage altogether. And if there is still any ambiguity when it comes to The level of service God seeks from us? Man, this passage should put all that to rest, because the bar herein is set extremely high. Paul is saying it is good, meaning profitable and expedient, to remain unmarried, why? So as to be able to give all of our time and passions to kingdom pursuits. Now again, he's not mandating this. He's not saying we all have to uh, remain single. He's only saying that by being single, we do not have the trappings of marriage, the trappings of parenting, and that we will find a more simple and easier life in many ways, especially when it comes to serving God. Now this is a simple truth, albeit certainly not a popular position, and not even a popular position within the greater church today. Many people and many churches have adopted an extra biblical position This says that the the Christian way is to get married and have lots of babies. We do this, this dance, I guess, by taking certain scriptures out of context, by ignoring those that present an opposing position like the one we have before us. So if you are called to marriage, hey, that's great, but you need to know it's okay to be called to another life. Paul says both marriage and celibacy are gifts. And and we need to know that each one of us have different gifts. So if there's a constant struggle with lust and sexual desire within you, it's clear you're not one to remain unmarried. And I think you need to seek God on this, seek out his plan for you and then move on that to fulfill that calling.
0: That was a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer City Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. For more information on Pastor Tim Dodson or Believer City Church, visit BelieversTogether.com.